Turn to your in your Bibles to the book of Judges this morning. Judges chapter 2, we're going to start reading in verse 11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods. Of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord, and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and He delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. And He sold them into the hands of their enemies round about, so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said... And as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. <clears throat> and yet they would not hearken unto their judges. But they went a-whoring after other gods, and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord. But they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up, judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn way. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning before we begin the message. <clears throat> Father, I come to you once again this morning, Lord, and I just want to ask that, first of all, Lord, that you just come in to this place right now. I know your presence is already here, Lord, but I ask right now for a special anointing. I ask that you send your Holy Spirit right now to anoint me to speak, Lord, that I would say the things I ought to say and get myself out of the way, and that only the things you would have me to say is what would go forth today. And Lord, I ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <clears throat> the title of the message this morning is, Are You Looking for Something Better? You know, this scripture I just read about the Israelites here, if you go back and read the first chapter of Judges, it tells a little more about this. kind of gives you a little more background. But the, the basic ideal here is that the children of Israel had been brought through all kinds of things by God. And it seemed like every time they had an opportunity, they would turn their back on God. And you know, it's, it's easy to look at these stories and think this is the same people over and over again. But what it really is is different generations. You know, after one generation would kind of get straightened out, then the other generations after them would turn away from God again. And one thing I want to point out to you, let me, let me look at the verse so I can tell you right where it's at. It's in verse 17. <clears throat> he says, They went a-whoring after other gods. Now, I'm going to be as, as plain and... and 
I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into what this means, obviously, because there's children in the room. But all of us adults know what that word means. And that's exactly the intent of why this, this word is used here. Because, see, these Israelites went looking for something better. It wasn't just that, that God wasn't enough for them. It's they went looking for something better. They got tired of what they had. Now you, you know, this word is uh, oftentimes put in uh, terms of adultery. And if any of you know anybody that has ever been in an adulterous situation where a husband leaves his wife or wife leaves the husband for someone else, you know it's because they went looking for something better. They thought what they had wasn't good enough, even if it was. So you see, the, the two are synonymous. Even though we're talking about people and God here, it's the same kind of thing because they forsook God. They said, no, God, what you're offering is just too hard. And we don't really like it that much. We would much rather go do what we want to do and fulfill the lust of our flesh. You see, a lot of times these, these other gods they worshipped was all about fulfilling the lust of their flesh. There was all kinds of immoral practices that went into worship of idols and other gods. So I want you all to think on this today. I want you to <clears throat> consider, are you looking for something better in your life? I think most of you here today are probably Christians. Obviously, I don't know what's going on in your head right now. I don't know the condition of your soul. But if I had to guess, I would say most of you here are. Now think about the condition of your life this morning. If you are a child of God, you call yourself a Christian, are you looking for something better? You see, you ought to be satisfied with what you have in terms of a relationship with God. Or are you out there looking and saying, God, yeah, that's all great and all, but that's just not really all that fun. There's, really, there's probably something else better out there that I could get a hold of. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? And you think, well, man, I ain't ever worshipped no other idol or God or anything. I ain't ever done that. It ain't just about worship of idols, people. You see, you may still call yourself a Christian. You may still uh, fall into line with what the Bible teaches as far as what you, how you ought to live and what you ought to do. But what do you do with God? You know, I've known people before that have been in uh, a marriage that they decided they was going to cheat on their wife or something like that. And I know why they did it. You know, there's always something that leads up to it. There's always some sort of temptation. You know, it's not... We talked about this in Sunday school this morning. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's what you do with that temptation. And you know, that temptation led to something else. And they begin seeing something that they didn't have in their current relationship. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. 
from a moral standpoint, what I'm talking about is the desire of their heart. They begin to see something else that they wanted. You see, they were no longer happy with what they had. They couldn't be satisfied with what they had already. They had to go find something else that they thought was better. These Israelites were looking for something better. Why? Look, they had they had God on their side. They're God's chosen people. Why are they looking? See, God didn't fulfill the lust of their flesh. God didn't cut them any slack. What did God do? He, he prescribed the law to them. Yes, sure, God provided for them and met their needs. But He also held them accountable. He held them to a standard. But these other gods, you know, you can just do whatever you wanted to do. As long as you did your little sacrifice or whatever. Oh yeah, along the way in these sacrifices, by the way, they, they were also part of fulfilling the lust of the flesh. I ain't going to go into all the details of that. You do the study and then find out yourself. But you see, everything about worshiping these other gods was always about finding something a little bit better than what I had. But you see, this better thing they were looking for is not really better. It just fulfills this, this brief momentary need that the flesh has. And so it gives you this feeling of it's better. There's always consequences to pay. There's always things that you have to answer to for your actions. <clears throat> and God would raise up these judges. Now why? Look, why did He do that? The Scripture tells us right there. He said when He would hear their groanings and their... They were crying out to God, God help us. We're desperate. God would feel sorry for them. Now listen, it says that it repented Him. That doesn't mean that He asked them to forgive Him for putting them there. It means He felt sorry for them. He felt compassion for them and wanted to help them because they're His people. We're His people. You see, you get yourself in those situations, and I include myself in that you, okay? We get ourselves in those situations where we went looking for something better, and then we get there and we realize, man, this ain't any better than what I had. This is a lot worse than what I had. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm in over my head. And the only thing that can help me is to cry out to God and say, God, help me. And what did he do? He raised up a judge. And you know, he could have just snatched them out of the problem. But a lot of you parents understand what God did here. You see, he put something else in their life to lead them and direct them. He didn't just take them out of the problem and fix it. Now, some of you may have had kids you did that to. And I guarantee you, you saw a repercussion from what doing that. You saw uh, something in their life later on and you probably thought to yourself, I wish I wouldn't have helped them. I wish I'd have helped them in a different way. Instead of just fixing it for them, I should have helped them fix it themselves. You see, this is what God did. 
God understood that they wouldn't just turn back to Him unless they had somebody to lead them, to lead them and direct them, and somebody to guide them back to God in the proper manner. So He would raise up these judges. It meant everything would be good for a while, wouldn't it? Till it came time for that judge to die. And then those that generation that had been under the influence of this judge started fading away. And then you got this new group. What did they do? Oh man, mom and daddy don't know what they're talking about. I don't want to listen to all them rules and I gotta man, all these rituals and everything we gotta go through and man it's, look at them guys over there, they're having a lot of fun. I want to go do that. I want something better than what my mom and daddy had. You see? They went looking for it. They said they went a whoring after other gods. Now y'all know what a prostitute is. They're out there looking for it. They're looking for the that next way they can get some money. Because they think it's better that way. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. I don't have to spell it out. This, this is how the Israelites treated their God. But how many times do we do that? Now look, I've never, ever in my life bowed my knee to another God. I've never in my life said, I believe that this God is just as good as mine. Never. I believe the God I serve is the only God. The one true God. The eternal God. But how many times do I push Him aside and say, yeah, God, I understand, but I really want to do this right now. This seems better. I want something a little better than what I have. But you know what really what really gets me is how many times do I go to God saying, God, I want something better from You. See, I don't do that nearly enough. I go looking for worldly things that I think are better. Now you include yourself there, please. Because I know all of you have done it at some point. You may not have this problem right now, but you have before. And I guarantee you when you thought you had what was better, come to find out what you had before was really better. I don't know how many time after time in my life I thought this is the very thing I need to make me happy. This, If I could just do this or get that or be there, that would be where I need to be and I'd be just perfectly happy. And sure enough, I get there, God will finally say, okay, you go ahead and see what happens. And I'll get there and man, everything seems good at first and all of a sudden... Reality sets in. And I say, oh man, that's why God didn't want to answer my prayer to start with. Oh man, that's why He didn't want to give this to me. Now I realize I was setting myself up for failure. And God was trying to tell me, that's not what's best for you. That's not what's good for you. I'm where you need to be looking. You need to be digging in and seeking me. Seek my face. You know, every time I've ever turned to God and said, God, 
I don't know what I need, but you do. And it doesn't matter what it is, whatever you want for my life, I know is number one best for me. You know, every time I've done that, I've seen something happen. I've seen God move in my life and, and I've, I've seen Him take an active part in what I am trying to get done in my life because, see, I'm submitting to Him instead of my own desires. Even if I think I'm right, sometimes I'm not. Even if I've sat down and planned everything out, sometimes I'm still wrong because I can't see the future. And He can and see, these Israelites thought they knew what was good, at least for the short term. But they turned their back on God, the one that had brought them through everything from generation to generation. You know, I did some looking, and, and there was a, let me tell you real quick, there was 520 years where the Israelites were under judges, there were 513 years they were under kings. And during all those times, you'll see that time after time, they would have a judge that would go into captivity because they turned their back on God. God would raise up another judge because they cried out to Him and said, God, help us! They had to be under this judge. They turned their back on God. Time after time after time. Now look, this ain't just a coincidence that, that the Jews were like this. This was the people that God chose as His own, okay? You would think they would look and say, man, God chose us. Maybe we ought to serve Him. No. So do you think it's just because the Jews are ignorant and they ain't got enough sense to know what's good for them? No, it's because all of us are like that. You don't look down on the Jews because they did that. Because we do it all the time. Now, we may not say, oh, I want to go worship Baal, or I'm going to worship Satan, or, or whatever. We, but we turn our back on God all the time and say, I can handle this myself. Now, isn't that a form of worship when we look to ourselves for the answer? Obviously, we must know more than God does when we do that, right? That's basically what we're saying. We're saying, God, your answer is not good enough. But I think I got it figured out. I'll handle this one. You see, you're elevating yourself above God when you fail to submit to Him and go your own way. See, that's a form of idol worship or, or worshiping other gods right there. You think you've never been in this same situation as the Israelites until you hear it like that, huh? I don't know how many times in my life God's had to correct me and bring me back to a place where I have to repent. Imagine that. I have to say I'm wrong. You see, God would never help them until He heard them crying out to Him. Now I want you to think about this. Some of you still got little kids. I want you all to think about this now. God didn't ever help them until they come back to God and said, Oh God, help us. We were wrong. This ain't the way to go. Think about your little kids and every time they get in trouble, you need to remember that. Just because they're in trouble don't mean they've learned their lesson. You see, 
Just because they need some help don't mean they're really in a place that you need to help them. See, when they repent and say, oh, I was wrong, I should have listened to you, mom and dad, then you, you try to help them the best you can without... Don't ever take away the consequences, okay? You see, because then they don't learn. And I know here I am, you know, 30-something years old, telling some of y'all older than me how you ought to raise your kids. But I'm trying to tell you a godly principle. See, this is how God treated His children, how He still treats us today. There's always consequences to pay for your sin. But that don't mean you shouldn't turn back to God. You see, just like that prodigal son, when he turned back and said, okay, where I'm at now, man, it seemed like this is the very thing I wanted. It seemed like it was so much better than what I had at my dad's house. But being one of his servants would be better than where I'm at now. I'm just going to go back and see if he'll, he'll have just enough forgiveness to at least let me be a servant and be able to get something to eat and a place to stay. You see? But what did he do? Did, what, did the daddy say, well, I guess I could let you be a servant. You are my son after all. No. He went running to him and he grabbed him and hugged him and loved him and put a ring on his finger and a coat on him. He, he put him back to where he was. You see, there was consequences he had to pay, but he didn't withhold blessing from him. God's the same way with you today. I don't know the state you're in right now, but God will turn back to you if you turn back to Him. If you repent of what you've done and how you forsook God and put Him on the back burner and say, God, I understand I was wrong, but listen, I have turned a corner and I realize I need You in my life if I want anything to be better. You see, sometimes better is with the one you're with already. When you go to Him and say, God, I want something better, He'll give you something better. See, the reason why you don't have anything better right now is because you ain't went to God and asked Him. You ain't been seeking the better from Him. You've been looking other places. The world will give you something that looks better. But it's not better. You'll find that out real quick if you just hang around in this world for a little while. It looks good on the outside. But what does the Bible say? says the end thereof is death. You know, God warned the Israelites. And you know, let me back up just a second. Part of the reason why Israel had so many problems with idolatry was because of their disobedience. Now let me explain that. You see, when they went into the promised land, God gave them a, an order. He said, purge it. He said, you go kill everything. Get them out of there. See, there was all kinds of nations already there. It wasn't like this was just open plains where nobody had ever been before. There were cities and nations and there was people there. But you know what the problem was? They were all 
idol worshipers. They worshipped other gods. They had all kinds of heathen practices. And God said, get them out of there. Wipe them out. Totally destroy them. He said, make no covenants with them. What did Israel do? Oh, they started out on a good foot, didn't they? But before you know it, they're making covenants with them. Before you know it, they say, well, these, these are really pretty good people over here. Yeah, they serve other gods, but they're decent people, you know. Y'all ever said that? Well, they're not a Christian, but man, they're just a good person. You know, they'll do anything for you. You see, they made covenants with these people that they would not attack them. Why did they do that? They had the upper hand. God was on their side. You see, God had already empowered them to just go wipe that place clean. And they said, well, we'll take it easy on you. Why? Why would they do that? It's because they saw something that looked kind of nice. They saw something that looked good, right? Before you know it, they're taking these other women as their wife and they're mixing in with them. And what does that do? It causes their their practices and religions to be mixed in. You see, if they would have been obedient to God from the beginning, they would have never had its problem. Over in Exodus, and this is what I was going to share with you. Exodus chapter 34... Verse 12, Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whither thou goest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, cut down their groves, for thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a-whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods, and one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifice. And thou take of their daughters unto thy sons, and their daughters go a-whoring after their gods, and make thy sons go a-whoring after their gods. See, he warned them. This is what's going to happen. Well, y'all ain't ever done that, have you? Man, I don't even want to count. number of times that somebody said, well, don't go over and do this. You'll get in trouble. This will happen. Whatever. Y'all don't know nothing. Look, this is a different day and age than when you was a kid. Y'all don't understand the kind of things we have to deal with today. You know what? It doesn't matter how you change things. Those same principles still apply. You can put a different face on it and clean it up, but it's still sin. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to identify with the Old Testament. We don't, it's, we don't worship other gods. We're Christians. But when you look at it like this and you see that it's not really just the worship of other gods, it's turning your back on God. Saying you can do it yourself. Leaning to your own understanding. That's where the real problem is. Is there something in your life that 
or somebody maybe that you turn to and you push God aside. Now y'all be real honest today. Honest to yourself. You ever push God aside and say, hey, I'll get back to you later, God. You know, I, I never change how much I care for God, how much I love Him. And it's, a, it, it's real easy for me to be reminded of that. But how many times do I just kind of push God aside and say, yeah, I'd rather do this right now. I'd rather not do what I know I need to do. I'd rather do what I want to do. Because this looks better. How many of you do that? You know you do. See, that's exactly where the Israelites were. Look, they're, they're decent people. They're God-fearing people, but man, that sure does look nice over there. Look what they got. Look how all these riches they have and everything. that It just looks so good. 